0: Hello, My friends, Seth Juarez here. It's really an exciting day for the next hour, bringing you up to speed with what's next for Windows 11. But for my people's developers, my co-host today is Kevin. Hey Kevin, how are you doing?
1: Great. How about you?
0: Cool. So, Panels laid down some pretty exciting stuff. From the perspective of Windows, why should developers be excited as well?
1: well that's a great question, Seth. Windows 11 is for all devs. Whether you're building apps for a PC, a phone, web, game consoles, and everything in between. It's like Satya said this morning, it's the platform for platform creators. We focus on making it possible for all developers to not just run their apps on Windows, but to build their business their way. Whatever platform you build for, whatever apps you use, whatever code or frameworks you choose, we want Windows to be home for developers.
0: So Panos laid down a couple of principles that went into building Windows. The one that struck me was open. Windows is open. What does that mean?
1: Well, we connect people across countries and time zones, empowering them to be more productive, to play together, or to just have a simple conversation with a friend. Windows has a rich ecosystem centered on openness and choice, and for developers, this means you now have open access to run the widest range of apps on Windows. You can build amazing experiences, whether they run on Windows or another platform. You can pick and choose from a broad ecosystem of frameworks, services, distribution channels, and technologies, and you can use what's best for you. So you can create the experiences you want the way you want. At the end of the day, you develop the tools that empower people to create, learn, and most importantly,
0: to play. Of course. So let's get a little more concrete on what we're talking about. What are we learning about today?
1: Well, there are a lot of new features coming in Windows 11. Today, we're going to focus on just a few specific ones. First, the new Microsoft Store. Second, we'll talk through advancements in both our web platform and our native Windows platform. Third, a designer on the team will walk you through the changes coming to the Fluent Design System and WinUI. And finally, we're going to see what's in Windows 11 for game devs.
0: Uh, This is pretty exciting to have the actual people building this stuff. Well, friends, we're also doing a little something different today as well. We're giving viewers a chance to jump in with some Q&As along the way as we spend time talking with the people building the tools themselves. I'm pretty excited.
1: That's right. We have a set of demos by platform makers, and we'll pause after walking through the tech to answer some of the questions along the way. Plus, we've got architects, designers, and engineers in chat to answer questions throughout. It is going to be fun. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty excited. So let's kick it off with the Microsoft Store. It's been redesigned to be an open store for an open platform. And to tell us more about that, I'd like to welcome our co host, Christina, to the show. As you can see, we're all in the same studio. We've all been vaccinated. We're social distancing, you know, this time on purpose. Uh, So over to you, Christina.
2: It's good to see you over there, Seth. Great to see you too, Kevin. And here to tell us more about the newly redesigned Microsoft Store, please welcome Giorgio.
3: Hi, Christina. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share more about what the team has been working on for you.
2: Okay, so let's be honest. There are tons of apps on Windows, and having that many can be great, but lots of selection can also pose challenges like you know finding the right app, launching installers from sites that you might not be quite so sure of, and for those who are building apps, which is this audience, discoverability can be downright difficult. So. Giorgio, can you tell us how the store is taking on these challenges?
3: You're absolutely right. Just a few days ago, I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me how he's teaching his children to recognize a real download button from a fake one. Wow! And then, as someone who spent most of my career building apps or helping other developers building apps, I know how hard it can be to be noticed and discovered out there, even if you have great content. And that's why we introduced the Microsoft Store to Windows a few years ago. And since then, it became one of the most used apps on Windows. Customers tell us they love it because of the trust in finding content from our catalog. But that's not been enough. Now, if we look at the catalog, it was missing some great applications, even if they existed on Windows. And then the experience has not been kept up to date as much as customers have asked us for. And so we took that feedback to heart from kind users and developers, and we invested even more on it. We brought together a variety of perspectives all around the world to build the product that developers and customers were asking for. And today I'm so excited to share the new Microsoft Store. It will be available on Windows 11 as well as Windows 10, because we know for developers it's very important to reach as many customers as possible.
2: Okay, so both Windows 11 and Windows 10, that's awesome. And you've actually created a walkthrough of the new store for us, right?
3: That's right. Let's take a look. This is the new Microsoft Store. The new store helps Windows customers find the best apps, the best games, or the best movies for their devices. And as you can see, we have redesigned the user experience from the ground up to give even more discovery opportunities to your content. In the next month, we will bring a new feature called Stories. This is just one of the ways we help customers discover your content. And Stories is about inspiring customers to make most of their devices by telling them stories about your apps, or maybe new features in your apps, or maybe just great content. The store also helps you build trust with your customers. All the content in the store has been tested for security, for family safety, and then also for device compatibility. The new store also integrates with your website. So let's say, for example, that you already have an app, and you're already distributing that app through your website. We're introducing a new feature called pop-up store that will give users the confidence to install your apps from the browser in your website with a single click. Super cool and we will make make it very easy for you as developers to add this capability to your website just using uh, our new store badges. Today we're also announcing something big. We are taking Windows, sorry, we're taking Android apps to Windows 11 and we're partnering with Amazon to bring their catalog of Android apps and games to the Microsoft Store. Windows customers will be able to discover Android apps in the Microsoft Store, just like any other app, and we will help them acquire them through the Amazon App Store. We are very excited about this partnership, and we're looking forward to share even more details in the future.
2: Okay, so this sounds great, but what about existing app devs, and can they come to the new store too?
3: Indeed, we are opening the store to all developers. Today we're announcing a new program that allows you to bring your desktop apps, no matter what is the app framework or the packaging technology that you use, to the store. It could be a Win32 app, a .NET application, an Electron app, a Java application, you can pick. You can package it as an MSI or as an EXE installer. We're also giving you the flexibility to reuse your existing CDN to distribute these bits. In fact, when you submit your app, you just need to provide a URL to your installer, as well as a few parameters that allow us to install it silently. These allow you to reuse your existing workflow to reach even more customers on a new channel. And then we know there are great progressive web apps out there, I'm a huge fan of PWA, I love them. And we see customers searching for those in the store. Today we're announcing PWA Builder 3. This is an open source tool built in partnership with the community to help you build PWA in minutes and then distribute them to the Microsoft Store as well as other marketplaces. And then of course, UWP and desktop apps packaged with MSIX will continue to be supported in the store. MSIX is the best way to package desktop application as it provides features like uh, auto updates or clean install and uninstall experience.
2: Okay, so you talked about making it easier to bring different types of apps to the store, but let's talk about something that a lot of developers really care about, which is, of course, money. So what can you share with us today?
3: We're taking one more step, and it's actually a big one. Today, apps and games developers in the Microsoft Store can already use the Microsoft Commerce Platform, which makes it very easy to access a number of commerce capabilities with competitive revenue share terms available across the globe. 85% 85 for applications, and then for games, we recently announced we're moving away from the 70-30 split to a new revenue share model of 88-12%. We're introducing a new option. If you're building an app, you can bring your own commerce with your own commerce platform or a third-party commerce platform, and if you do so, you don't need to pay a fee to Microsoft you can keep 100% of your revenue. We're opening the store and doing all of this for you, so you can invest even more on innovation for your customers on Windows. The new store will be available on Windows 11, as well as Windows 10, and we're actually releasing an early preview to the Windows Insider next week. We're not done yet. You will see we will continue to build it in the open, and we really welcome your feedback. We're also opening new programs today for developers, so you can start publishing your apps right now, whether it's a desktop app or a progressive web app. I encourage you to give it a try and join us on this journey.
2: Okay, thank you so much, Giorgio. Now, let's take some questions from our audience. Okay, so this is from Sigurd, and the question is, okay, this is all awesome, but Sigurd wants to know, what are some of the big name apps that are coming to the store? Because you mentioned that that's something that's been missing in the past.
3: Yeah. Um, we gave an early preview of the new store to a few developers just in the last few weeks, and it's been quite exciting to see how much the response from the developers. In fact, today we're announcing a number of new apps, for example, Disney+, Plus, Adobe Creative Cloud, TikTok, Zoom, Canva, and even more. But this is just a sample of the apps that will come to the Microsoft Store. And it's also interesting to think, what about Microsoft application? How are other Microsoft Teams reacting to this? And I'm excited to share that you're gonna see a lot more Microsoft apps in the store. For example, Teams, Edge, Office, even classic Notepad and Paint, and then Visual Studio and Visual Studio Code. And this is obviously just the beginning. I cannot wait to see what you will bring to the Microsoft Store.
2: Okay, thank you so much, George. This is really exciting. And now back over to Kevin and Seth.
3: All right, so the thing that blew my mind here,
0: and I'm going to ask you about this because I want to and I can and it's live. Uh, Android running on Windows. How is that even possible?
1: Well, this is really, really cool technology. We call it the Windows subsystem for Android. Sound familiar? Yeah. Of course. It's very similar to the Windows subsystem for Linux where we support GUI apps directly in the shell experience. Each app shows up in its own top-level window. It can be pinned to the start menu and can be managed like any regular app. That's because behind the scenes, we actually create a proxy native app that handles the bridge between the Android app model and the Windows app model. To run the code itself, we took the advancements we made for WSL, including the built-in Linux kernel, and built the Android subsystem. The Android apps run at a VM, which provides compatibility with AOSP. We support devices like keyboard, mouse, touch, pen, and even Bluetooth headsets for audio.
0: So I understand that, but if unless I remember my operating systems classes correctly, this is like a completely different instruction set. ARM is different than regular processors, right?
1: Very insightful. Most Android apps are built for ARM processors. However, We worked with Intel to use their Intel Bridge technologies to run ARM binaries on Intel and AMD PCs. This is completely transparent from the user point of view. Now with that said, Android does support a notion of universal APKs where you can package x64 binaries with your app package. For best performance, a developer should use universal APKs to ensure that the PC can run their app at maximal performance.
0: That's cool. Going with the theme of openness, the most open of open things has got to be the web. How is Windows 11 helping web developers?
1: Well, I'm excited first to announce that both the new evergreen WebView2 control and Windows terminal will be inbox starting in Windows 11. Cool. Of course, you'll be able to continue using WSL, VS Code, Microsoft Edge to build experiences that will feel natural on Windows. To show, more, to show us even more web devs about web devs,
4: let's go to Christina.
2: Okay, thank you so much, Kevin. And we are going to dive into all those details. But first, please welcome Grov.
4: Thank you, Christina. It's a pleasure to be here today.
2: It's great to have you here. Now, our colleague Lindsay actually captured some demos that we're about to see while she's currently enjoying some well-deserved time off with a road trip across the wilds of Wyoming with her mom. Shout out to Lindsay and her mom. So, Garab, you're going to be here to talk to us about the web, my favorite thing. What can web devs look forward to with Windows 11?
4: Yeah, so we want web developers to be the most productive on Windows. They'll have the best tools and platform to build delightful web-based applications and experiences. To get started, let's take a quick look at a demo from Lindsay highlighting some of the tooling enhancements that we've been working on.
5: There are a ton of developers building for the web today. And we want to empower all of you to reach Windows users with a great app experience using your existing web development workflows. So let's get started by using Windows Terminal to open up our console. Now that Windows Terminal ships in Box, It's easier than ever for me to configure the new experience as my default command line tool. And since I'm gonna be working on my site today, let's go ahead and switch over to WSL. This is what's so cool about Windows these days. I've installed Ubuntu on this machine to get a full Linux kernel on my device. And now with just a simple new tab, I'm accessing Windows and Linux side by side. I've written my website using Node, and I host it on Linux. So by using WSL, I can match my production environment and eliminate bugs and work that come from switching between environments. I can also keep doing all my automation in the Linux environment while having an easy way to test my site on Windows. So let's go ahead and launch my project in VS Code. You'll see since I launched it from WSL, VS Code launches with a remote connection into my project. You can see that down here. I'm using VS Code on Windows, and I can run Node and WSL, getting the best of both worlds. This is a web app I've been working on with a few colleagues. It's a lightweight mail client that runs in the browser. Let's go ahead and launch this in Microsoft Edge to see what it looks like. So I've been working on the layout lately, and while this is a pretty nice site, I happen to know there are supposed to be some buttons that aren't showing up, things like flagging or opening the mail on these items. So I think there are some weird layout issues going on. Let's see if the Edge DevTools can help us with that. I'll go ahead and hit F12. And let's go ahead and take advantage of snapping on this monitor to get things set up just the way I want them. Beautiful. So right away, you see Edge and its developer tools feel right at home on Windows 11. Here, you can even see that I've been able to use my favorite VS Code theme in the DevTools, a new capability that we're bringing to Edge to keep your tools aligned with your editor. Ever since switching to Chromium, Microsoft Edge has been partnering closely with Google and other browser vendors on continuously improving web developer workflows and making DevTools more capable. Let's go ahead and see how some recent grid and Flexbox tooling improvements might be able to help find and fix my issue with this site. I'm gonna start by finding the element on the page. And that looks like where the boxes are misaligned from what I was expecting. So let's open up this new Flexbox editing feature. With this inline panel, I'm able to check out a ton of different properties to see what looks just right. I was just changing justify-content and flex-direction, so let's try checking those out first. That doesn't seem to be fixing my issue. Let's try flex-direction. There we go. Now they look the way I was expecting. So it looks like flex-direction should be column instead of row. Let's hop on over to VS Code to get this fixed. Perfect. Now my site looks the way I expect. This is just one of the new features we've added and helped ship upstream to all Chromium-based browsers. But DevTools have a ton of other improvements worth checking out, like more grid and flexbox tooling, 3D view, and better localization, all focused on making you more productive.
2: Okay, so not only are you making it easier for web developers to be more productive, but you're also helping developers feel at home on Windows. So let's talk about Microsoft Edge and standards-based web applications. What are some of the improvements there?
4: Microsoft Edge enables developers to create some great applications and experiences using standards-based web apps, standards-based web technologies via progressive web apps, also known as PWAs in short. For PWAs, there are two areas where we've been investing a lot. First, we are working with the community to ensure that PWAs have rich capabilities that developers need. And second, but more importantly, we're making sure that PWAs feel deeply integrated with Windows for a great end user experience. Let's roll a video to show you some glimpses of both.
5: Excellent, let's take a look. With the latest versions of Microsoft Edge and Windows, we're making PWAs a great option for creating desktop apps. PWAs are becoming more than just websites. They can now integrate with the OS in new ways that let you build a great app for your users. When you're looking at building a PWA for desktop, there are three things to think about on top of your typical site. First, think about additional ways to customize and brand your experience. Secondly, think about ways to enable users to quickly jump into the app and get things done. Ways you can really drive both re-engagement and productivity. And third, make sure your site meets installability checks and makes it into the store for easier discovery by your users. So let's build and launch our site. And now let's go ahead and install it as an app to see some examples of how it's been enhanced into an app experience. Of course, most of my users would get this app from the store, but while I'm developing, this is a super easy way to test out all my features. Right away, you can see the app opens up in its own window, and I have more real estate for my content. I've set a theme color for the site, so I get a title bar that matches the app's branding. It also shows up in the taskbar with the app icon I've selected. Now that the PWA is installed, we can also take a look at some of the ways this app really enables users to get things done. One of the best ways to do this is by adding a jump list with some quick shortcuts into the app. When I right-click on the taskbar, we can see a quick action that opens me right into authoring a new email. Super convenient. Another great way to take advantage of your app being installed is leveraging app-to-app interactions. Let's see what that looks like. I recently took this super cute picture of my cat, and I see this share button here as an easy way to share with my family and friends. When I click on it, I see Mail Go, which is this app, as a share target. When I click on it, I get a new email with the picture of my cat already attached. Super easy and a great way to get things done. So let's hop over to VS Code and check out how I built this. If I look up the manifest file, you'll see my shortcuts. These are the taskbar shortcuts I was just showing off, the new email. You see it's just a link into that page within my site. Super easy. Similarly, my share target is defined here in the manifest. Also super simple. This is all defined completely in web standards. Nothing special I needed to think about with app containers or OS integration. Edge and Windows turn these simple web manifest properties into this great experience that feels at home on Windows. These are just two of the new features that make the web platform a great way to build desktop apps. But you can see even here, there are a ton of additional features, like file handlers and protocol handlers, that enable you to build more powerful web applications. It's also worth calling out, part of what's really cool here is that my project is all still living in Linux, but here I am testing Windows integration seamlessly. With everything that's coming to PWAs, it's becoming easier than ever to build an app that feels right at home on Windows while using the web platform.
2: That is so slick. Okay, so let's build on the PWAs that you just mentioned that we just saw from Lindsay. So how can developers distribute those PWAs to their users?
4: Yeah, so today users can install a PWA directly from the browser. However, we heard feedback from several developers and partners that the acquisition and engagement of their apps is much higher when the app comes from the store. So we are going a step further and enabling developers to distribute their PWAs via the new Microsoft Store. In this next clip, Lindsay is gonna show how you can get your PWA into the store. Let's
5: take a look at PWA Builder to see how we can get this app ready for the new Microsoft Store. This is the easiest way to get started with a lot of the new features I was just showing off. So if you aren't familiar with this tool, you should definitely check it out at pwabuilder.com. Let's paste in my URL and get started. No surprise, my site is already a great PWA. So from here, let's get started with store distribution. There are a lot of app stores accepting PWAs these days, including the new Microsoft Store that Giorgio just showed. To generate a package for the Microsoft Store, I click this button and walk through a set of guided steps. Since generating a package takes a few minutes, I've already gone through this process and downloaded the packages I need for this app. So let's check my downloads folder and see what's there. Perfect. All the packages I expect to have when uploading to the store. Since we've actually already done the store submission for this app, let's quickly head over to the Microsoft Store and see Mail Go listed there. And Here we go, the exact same PWA that I've shown throughout this demo listed here in the store. This workflow makes it super easy for any user to find and download this PWA on Windows. Okay, so this is so cool. There's so much uh, that we really need to kind of absorb, but what
2: are the three main takeaways here, Grov?
4: Yeah, so three things. First, Windows provides the best end-to-end web development experiences. Second, PWAs can improve the experience and increase customer engagement with your apps. And third, the Microsoft Store is a great new channel for distributing your PWAs.
2: Okay, so we've seen these updates for the web, and now let's hear some questions from the community. So first up, this is a question. um, We saw tooling and heard about PWAs, but this person wants to know what advances are coming for WebView 2.
4: Yeah, so WebView 2 enables developers to bring native and web technologies together to create what we call hybrid applications. With Microsoft Edge WebView2 control, you can already build hybrid apps using WPF, WinForms, .NET, CC++, and more. These apps have the flexibility to utilize the evergreen variant of the WebView2 control, which now ships Inbox in Windows 11, as Kevin mentioned, or package the fixed version variant of the control with their apps.
2: I really like that. I like that you have the flexibility of doing either option. That's really cool. Okay. Thank you so much, Gaurav. Thank you, Lindsay. And now back over to Seth and Kevin.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much, Christina. Okay, Kevin, before we dive into some of the new stuff for native developers, I keep hearing this and I wrote it down Windows App SDK, because I want to say it right. What is it? Why is it important?
1: Absolutely. The Windows App SDK is the official product name of Project Reunion. Okay. It makes it easy for you to integrate Windows 11 features into your apps while still enabling you to reach more than one billion users on Windows 10. You can choose the UI framework, programming language, or technology that works best for either your new or existing apps. And you can adapt new features in your app at your own pace because it is decoupled from the OS. Now to show us more and just how cool this is, we'll throw it back over to Christina.
2: Thank you so much, Kevin, and joining me now to show you what you can do with the Windows App SDK, please welcome Zarya. Thanks, Christina. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, so Kevin mentioned that Windows 11 is bringing advances to all apps, including native Windows apps. So can you
6: walk us through what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So with the Windows App SDK and the WinUI framework, developers can now build intuitive and meaningful user experiences into your native apps. And that's even if you're building a cross-platform experience using React Native or .NET MAUI. I've actually recorded a video that shows the Windows App SDK in action. So let's take a look. In 2019, we showcased this native UWP app called Van Artsel, which helps you shop for custom lighting for your home. And while this app was created two years ago, because I'm running it on Windows 11, it has automatically been updated with rounded corners and Snap Assist. But there are even more design improvements we can make using the Windows app SDK. Let me show you how. Here I have the app open in Visual Studio. To start, I created a WinUI 3 project, which automatically added a reference to the Windows app SDK. I then simply copied over all the code from my existing UWP app. Now, this is simply a .NET 5 app. Our community really wanted support for its great additions like C 9.0 and the great performance benefits for both x86 and ARM64. I then upgraded my namespaces from Windows UI XAML to Microsoft UI XAML so the app can access the WinUI framework that is part of the Windows app SDK. And finally, I wanted to add some delight and whimsy into my app using motion design. So I added a custom Lottie animation that can be rendered in real time. All right, now let's run this app. Now at a high level, just with those simple design changes, the app already looks more approachable and modern because of the softer geometry, subtle colors, and updated typography and icons. But let's take a more detailed look. Here on the left side navigation, the content cards, the button, and overlays have been updated with rounded corners and shadows to give it hierarchy and help users stay focused on the task at hand. Because time is short and they got lamps to buy. Now, as someone that deeply cares about usability and user engagement, I really appreciate how easy it was for me to include meaningful interactions and animations into this app. For example, here on the slider, we use a subtle transition to indicate a hover state and then display a numeric value label when I drag the thumb along the track to help users decide on the precise level of brightness. Even basic controls like these checkboxes have been updated with rounded corners and new interaction states. And finally, the Windows app SDK has native support for Lottie animations, so you can add delightful and polished animations to these modern Windows 11 icons as easily as if you were using static images. So there you go, it was really that simple to migrate my UWP app to a WinUI desktop app using the Windows App SDK. And what's more, not only will this app look good on Windows 10 and Windows 11, but it will also get fantastic performance and accessibility support.
2: I love seeing those before and after shots, and seeing the Windows App SDK in action is awesome. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the live Q&A and see what else folks are curious about. All right, so this is from Real Luke James, and they want to know: Is it really that easy, or is this just demo magic, Zarya?
6: So clearly, it's going to be different for every code base, but our goal is to make it as easy as, easy as possible for developers to adopt the Windows App SDK. Right now, we're in version 0.8, so clearly there are a bunch of rough edges, but we're prioritizing work based on feedback from you. So please continue to let us know what we need to make it better.
2: Okay, and we've got another question, which is when will the Windows App SDK be available? So,
6: as of today, you can download a stable release of the version 0.8 Windows App SDK, and you can get more information about that on our GitHub. Keep in mind, you'll continue to see the Project Reunion name for some time in the short term. And soon you'll see the first experimental release of the 1.0 Windows App SDK in NuGet. So, give it a try and keep that feedback
2: coming. Okay, absolutely. Keep that feedback coming. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. All right, now let's talk about app engagement. Now, we know that that's something that uh, devs are always interested in learning more about.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Our developers have consistently asked us how they can keep their users engaged while being able to update their apps on users' machines, and thus to deliver new experiences, optimize app performance, and provide critical security fixes. So let's head back to the demo to see how the Windows App SDK addresses these needs. Lighting is one of the key elements of creating a welcoming living space. So I'm going to use the Van Artzel app here to get the perfect lamp for my family home. All right, I'm going to customize this floor lamp. And then just add in my payment information. Oh, my mom is calling. I'm going to just lock my screen and go take that call. All right, I'm back. My mom is the most incredible woman in my life and my favorite person to collaborate with on interior design. She loved my choice of lighting, so I'm just gonna finish making that purchase. All right, I'm gonna unlock my screen here. I see a notification here telling me that new payment methods were added while I was away. Now what's really cool is that the app was able to update without losing any of the information that I had entered earlier. So all I have to do is enter my state and my zip code. And done. The app was able to auto update and restart while still delivering a seamless purchase flow. And the key is our MSIX packaging technology on Windows 11, which has evolved to enable you to keep your apps up to date on your terms, without the need for constant polling. Now let's take a look at the app in Visual Studio to see how this actually works. You can tell Windows when and where to make an update by including an app installer file in your MSIX package and then referencing it in the manifest like you see here. The system can also be configured to periodically check for updates on app restart and as a background task. And with the update URIs, MSIX can also check for updates from multiple locations, whether it's deployed through the store or your own web server, network share, or file location. But what if you want more control? The Windows App SDK can enable your app to check for updates when needed. Most commonly, you can write a background task that can check for updates and manually apply them, when it's safe to do so, such as when the user is away. This could be when the app is minimized, the user logs off, or in my case, when I lock the screen. And thanks to the App Lifecycle APIs, it's easy for the app to restart itself and pick up exactly where the user left off, so it can deliver new and critical app updates seamlessly. Another way to support users to stay in the flow is by using push notifications, which can help keep the app efficient and share relevant information at just the right moment. For example, when the app isn't running, push notifications can trigger the app to take action, thereby reducing power consumption on the device. So just as I'd begin wondering about the delivery status of the lamp I bought earlier, there's a push notification telling me my order has shipped. We've had notifications in UWP for a while, but with the Windows app SDK, we're now making them available to every Windows app. Thank you so
2: much. That is so cool. And shout out to your mom too. Thank you, Zarya. And now we're going to go back to Kevin and Seth.
0: Awesome. Uh, good news and bad news. Uh, bad news first, that credit card does not work. I don't, I'm just you, telling you. You would try, would well, you? Well, I mean, I thought. The good news is she's getting a lamp and I hear you're a bit of a lamp guy. Yeah, I
1: like lamps. They're really cool lamps, but not quite as good as my pulley lamp that I have at home, but a mm.
0: little interesting. Didn't think we'd have this conversation. Okay, let's talk about Arm. How are we making it easier for native developers to build native Arm 64 apps?
1: Well, Arm is incredibly important. First, the Windows App SDK fully supports building native ARM64. Second, I'm happy to announce that WPF will be supporting native ARM64 in the next few weeks. Now, however, we we know that many devs have ecosystem of extensions or DLLs that they can't recompile, but still want the bulk of their code running natively. So we have a new technology we call ARM64EC, that allows developers to mix and match X64 and ARM64 code, giving them the flexibility they need. For example, Office is going to use this to support X64 extensions in their native ARM64 version.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so We were going to get to this point, Kevin, because you know me, I love AI. What are we going to do with AI and Windows 11?
1: Yeah, I, I knew you were going to ask about AI. Developers can create AI models on their PC with GPU acceleration using WSL, so you can gather data, train a model, build it into your app, and run it all from your desktop. You also have AI processing on Windows 11 that is amazingly fast. It takes advantage of the GPU in your PC to light up the latest capability on the newest hardware. Windows 11 has a built-in inference API we call WinML that lets you take AI models and build features into your app based on them. It's built on Onyx, and you can take models from any major framework like Kiris, Tenants of Flow or PyTorch to use them in your Windows app.
0: Absolutely. WinML and the Onyx Runtime, they're fantastic. Okay, Now we're going to go over to Christina with a closer look at what's new in the Fluent design system. Christina, who do you have over there with you? Okay.
2: Well, Seth, I'm here with Diego and Diego, you know better than anyone that people-centric is about how we deliver experiences, and it's something that we're really principled about. And So you can feel it when you use the OS. Now, Diego, as a design director, you live and breathe this stuff, so can you share some details about the approach with the UI platform?
7: Absolutely, Christina. Um, It's great to be here. I love how you mentioned Windows is a people-centric experience. This concept is at the core of our design philosophy. Having grown up using Windows myself, I know how important it is for long-time customers to feel at home while welcoming new customers who want Windows to feel more approachable and easier to use. And Windows 11 delivers exactly that, a more intuitive user experience, paired with beautiful visuals that let you accomplish whatever you want. And we're moving the Windows app experience forward with our awesome community of app creators using the Windows App SDK and WinUI.
2: Okay, so what are two to three things that app creators can do to really knock it out of the park with Windows 11 UX?
7: Yeah, app creators can do three things. Use UI with rounded geometry, leverage micro-interactions, and apply a refresh color palette with new materials. Let me show you the details. Rounded geometry is a design element that traverses every corner of Windows 11. As part of our refresh design language, we rounded window corners. This should happen for most of your apps without additional coding, regardless of your current technology. Our research team found that rounded geometry helps Windows feel more approachable and friendly, making your app UI easier to scan, increasing efficiency and engagement. With Windows 11, we want to maintain a familiar look while being more inviting and approachable. The amount of rounding was carefully chosen to be part of the Fluent Design System, and we worked across the company to ensure that our design choices are consistent across all the platforms that we support. By default, we're rounding the corners of common controls shipping with WinUI, but we've also started updating many common controls across other UI frameworks. You know how people say designers can get enough fonts? Well, they're right. With Windows 11, we're introducing two new ones. The first is an updated icon font called Segoe Fluent Icons that you can use on any UI platform. It uses the friendly rounded geometry throughout all the icons in the set. The second is a new system font called Segoe UI Variable. The font uses optical scaling to ensure text legibility at any size. If you want to take full advantage of these, WinUI provides built-in support automatically. But many of these components can also be used on other platforms such as the web with some additional work. Let's look at the WinUI controls gallery to see how all the rounded geometry elements come together. Showcased in the gallery are the updated controls, Segoe Fluent icons on the navigation view, and Segoe UI variable built into the controls we provide. Now I want to tell you about one of my favorite new additions to Windows 11, microinteractions. These beautiful animations are triggered on hover, press or release, bringing the UI to life. You can use them throughout your apps to add fun and delight and give customers that added layer of confidence by providing feedback as they interact with the interface. Implementing these animations is easy thanks to Lottie animation support as Zarya showed earlier. Those with keen design eyes might have noticed that we refreshed the color palette and added a new material. Refresh color and material will make your app feel clean, modern, and add hierarchy, helping your customers stay focused on their tasks. Notice the different colors being used for content panels, which focus your customer's attention to what matters. We updated the color contrast of light and dark themes to be less straining on the eye while being contrast compliant helping customers who spend hours using your apps every day. Using WinUI, your app will adopt new system theme colors automatically. For those using other platforms, you'll be able to manually enable system theme values through the Windows App SDK. What I showed you so far elevates Windows 11 to unparalleled levels of craftsmanship. But our star in our toolkit is our beautiful new material called Mica. Mica lets the desktop background color shine through your app frame without interfering with your brand colors and helps communicate focus by getting brighter when the app is active. And the best part is that Mica is very performant, so it can be used on long lived UI surfaces like your app background without any concern. You will soon start noticing several apps like Office and Edge using Mica throughout their interface. In Windows 11, all types of apps will look amazing.
2: I love all these design details in Windows 11, especially those micro-interactions and uh, Micah. They look great. I love the fonts, too. Okay, so, Diego, one more question. Windows 11 introduces new ways to snap Windows, so can you tell me more about that?
7: Of course, Christina. Let me tell you about our exciting new Snap experiences. Our customers love the power of Windows to helps them get things done by using several apps simultaneously. Let's take a look at what's new. With our new Snap flyout, everyone can snap apps together faster than ever and make their workflows more efficient on any screen. And here's the best part. Most of you do not have to do anything for your app to take advantage of snap layouts. My main recommendation for app creators is to consider your apps layout at different snap configurations, which help your customers be more efficient using multiple apps together. And the good news is that WinUI already supports responsive layouts. Therefore, it's easy to make apps that adapt to the different configurations.
2: That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to using this on my widescreen monitor. OK, so let's take some questions from the community. So this one is from Andre Abrantes, and he wants to know Are Microsoft first party apps adapting all those design
7: guidance that you talked about? Great question. Many first-party apps are already working on updates that embrace the latest design guidelines, and you'll see many of these coming soon. F- you know, Fluent is a journey, and we're fully committed to continuing to evolve and improve apps experiences across the e- whole ecosystem, um, with, you know, everyone, right? Our awesome community of app creators. So, you know, please keep the feedback coming. You know, we're always listening.
2: Thank you again, Diego. Now, if you would like to learn more, uh, we've got some additional resources in the chat. Also, as Diego said, be sure to give us feedback. I'm going to say that over and over again. Okay, now back over to Kevin and Seth.
0: Fantastic. It turns out, Kevin, that over the last year, just like Windows, I have also been working on my rounded geometry. (laughs) And snap, those are two features, seriously, those are two features that I think are awesome. What are some that you like?
1: I I love micro interactions and those Lottie animations. They're a great way to really drive delight and engagement.
0: All right, so let's take an audience question. Here's a good one from Brian. How do I support older versions of Windows? Do I need to create apps with multiple styles? Because they're different. Do we have to target multiple things? How do we do that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we recommend that you build a single app to target all versions of Windows. Now, WinUI makes this simpler by gracefully falling back to existing technology on Windows 10. So you really want the best version of your app running everywhere for maximal engagement.
0: Speaking of engagement, now for the fun stuff. All the other stuff is fun, too. I'm not saying it's not fun, okay? But let's talk about gaming. That's
1: right, and this is a big time of year for not just the Xbox, but the gaming community as a whole. The gaming industry has grown faster than any other entertainment form, more than 200 billion and growing rapidly. That's why I'm thrilled to see two familiar faces from the gaming world bringing us through the latest. Christina, take it away.
2: Thank you so much, Kevin, and also Seth. Okay, I'm really, really excited about this because gaming is near and dear to my heart. These are my people. And so, here to bring us through some of the opportunities of an open GDK and what that can provide game devs everywhere, we've got Kevin and Jason. Welcome, guys.
8: Thank you, Christina. It's great to be here. You know, as Kevin mentioned earlier, the gaming industry has grown and it's been absolutely amazing. And to deliver for this market and keep it growing, we need more types of game creators creating more diverse types of games to bring in and excite even more players. You know, you know, Going back 30 plus years, Windows has always been a key place for gamers. PC games have always been tip of the spear, pushing the edges of technology and constantly evolving to take advantage of hardware and software advances. We focus on creating the tools and solutions to let them take advantage of these advances. As part of our work, we're excited to announce that we just released our Game Development Kit, or GDK, to the public for the first time today, free of charge. Prior to today, this SDK was only available to our approved partners building on our ecosystem. This is the same base SDK that is being used by hundreds of our developers today to deliver great experiences to both PC Game Pass, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. The GDK contains the common tools, libraries, and documentation needs to build the amazing games for Windows. So developers can get started with game development today. They can actually go out to GitHub right now and check it out themselves.
2: Okay, so this is awesome. So basically what you're telling me is that right now anybody can go to GitHub and they can get the game development kit and that's the same thing that some of the biggest studios have had access to for years?
8: Exactly. You, know, you can go fire up your browser, head over to GitHub, start using the GDK just like the 23 first-party studios as part of Microsoft Game Studios.
2: It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Okay, so now I'm going to go over to Jason. And what are some of the really exciting Windows technologies that game developers can take advantage of?
9: Thanks, Christina. For all apps, but especially for games, immersive experiences drive engagement and joy. And at the core are three things graphics innovation, immersive audio, and blazing fast performance. So let's start with performance. We're introducing Direct Storage, an innovative new technology first introduced with the launch of the Xbox Series X and S is now coming to PC and Direct Storage delivers a transformative change in I.O. performance, putting fine grained control in the hands of a game developer. Direct Storage enables vastly reduced load times and more expansive detailed living worlds by empowering developers to radically rethink and reinvent their game asset streaming pipeline.
2: Okay, so this is really great. I've actually been looking forward to this one because this is one of the features I really love on my Xbox Series X. So basically, if I understand this correctly, this means that the very expensive SSD that I put in my gaming rig is actually going to be fast when I'm loading, you know, game saves or really big games. Is that right?
9: Exactly. If you think about the traditional file, file IO APIs, most of them were written more than 30 years ago. And there have been so many advances in hardware technology since then. Direct storage was really designed to take full advantage of these next-generation capabilities, and we're excited to be bringing this new technology to PC.
2: And That's awesome. Now, you also mentioned immersive audio, so what do you got for us
9: there? 3D spatial audio is critical to the gaming experience and immerses the player into the game world. Windows 11 includes support for the latest spatial audio technologies, including Dolby Atmos, DTSX, and Windows Sonic. And It's really about rooting the player in the 3D game space, as well as providing more accessibility options for players of all different kinds of abilities.
2: I love that. I love that because it's not just about making the game sound better for people who might have normal hearing, but also for people who might have different hearing needs too. Now, you also mentioned graphics and everybody is obsessed with finding a graphics card right now. It's all anyone can talk about. What can you tell us about what's happening in the graphics space?
9: Great question. Innovative next-generation graphics are essential to advancing the the state-of-the-art, and we're excited to deliver new capabilities and tools to help developers create visually stunning games. DirectX 12 Ultimate, coupled with the DirectX 12 Agility SDK, unlocks incredible graphics innovation including DirectX ray tracing, variable rate shading, mesh shaders, and sampler feedback to an even larger set of PC gamers. And to help you get the most from the Agility SDK, we continue to provide best-in-class performance tooling with PIX, the performance investigator for Xbox. PIX has been used by console developers for years, and it's also available for game developers on Windows, including support for the latest features in DirectX 12 Ultimate. And we're also excited to announce that AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution is available today as a preview as part of the game development kit. And it's supported on Windows, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One consoles. And FSR was uh, designed to enable developers to achieve higher frame rates and resolutions with minimal work by developers across both console and PC.
2: Very, very cool, but I didn't hear you mention auto HDR yet. (laughs)
9: Last, but certainly not least, with the addition of auto HDR, your games will always look best on Windows 11. Originally developed and released on Xbox Series X and S, we're excited to bring Auto HDR to Windows 11, ensuring your games look and play better with no work by developers. And there's so much you can do, I can't mention it all here. At a recent GameStack Live game developer conference, we shared detailed information on all of these technologies and more, and we really recommend you go check it out.
2: Definitely. I highly highly recommend checking out that GameStack Live conference to see more details because there was some really great content there. Thank you so much, Jason. Now, Kevin, um, once people have created these games, how do you help developers get them into the hands of you know, the important people, the gamers?
8: It's a great question, Christina. We have this really great program called ID at Xbox in which game developers have already chosen to release more than 2,000 titles with. ID at Xbox is a publishing program to help creators go from sharing their games with their friends to actually sharing them with the world on PC through the Xbox app for Windows. And Xbox Game Pass for PC makes it easier for developers of all shapes and sizes to monetize and grow by being part of a curated library of high-quality PC games on Windows. We know with Game Pass, players spend 20% more time playing games they play 30% more genres of games, and they play 40% more games overall, including games outside of the Game Pass subscription.
2: Wow, that's 40% more games like overall. That's incredible. Okay, so can you give me an example of a game that's been able to benefit from some of these things?
8: Sure, Christina. There are so many to choose from, but probably one of my favorites is a game called Human Fall Flat from No Breaks Games and published by Curve Digital. This title is a fun little physics-based platformer that benefited quite a bit from our curated experience in Game Pass by seeing player engagement with the title really skyrocket once they actually joined the program. There are so many opportunities for game developers leveraging our technologies, whether it is Visual Studio, GitHub, Azure PlayFab, Xbox Publishing, or Azure Cloud, our tools and services make game development easier for Windows developers from concept and design to multiplayer and digital publishing through live ops acquisition retention and monetization let's show you some amazing examples of games coming to PC soon
1: if there is wonder, that place in our dreams, we can discern.
7: A world
9: Bring me that horizon If we
7: can imagine Then we'll it we can find
2: Like the biggest smile on my face right now. That's just incredible. I cannot wait to play this stuff. It looks unbelievable. Okay, so for all the folks at home who are watching, how do they get started with all this stuff?
8: So we have three things for game developers they should do right now. Number one, visit aka.mswackgdk and go download the GDK from GitHub. Okay. Two, go to developer.microsoft.com-wackgames and check out the sessions on Game Stack Live. And three, remember, it's gaming, so have fun while you do it.
5: I think
2: that's the most important one. Have fun while you're doing it. Okay, so we've just got a couple of minutes um, to take some questions from our audience, and this question sounds like it would be good for you, Jason. This is from Aaron, Annie, and they want to know what are the hardware specs um, that Direct Storage requires.
9: It's a great question. To get all the benefits of Direct Storage, you'll need a PCI three or later NVMe SSD and a GPU that supports DirectX twelve and Shader Model six and later. However, if your PC is not yet equipped with an NVMe SSD, your direct storage enabled games will continue to work correctly via the direct storage compatibility layer.
2: Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you so much, Jason. This is super fun. I cannot wait to play. And now we're gonna head things off over to Seth and the other Kevin to close out the show.
0: Thanks, Christina. Other Kevin, there's been so much stuff that we've talked about. Key takeaways for you.
1: First, I was just distracted by all those awesome games. I was too. Yeah, it's true. I want to get trying a couple of those. But I I am super excited about Windows 11. We really optimized it for how devs work. Try the insider builds that are coming out soon, and send us your feedback so we can really make improvements. And Windows 11 has something for every developer, whether it's the new store, the GDK, Windows App SDK, Fluent Design System, PWAs, or AI, which I know you love. That's right. So no matter what you build, how you build it, or how you run your business, as an open platform, we want you to be successful. Thank you so much for joining us today.